Hey, hey! What's life giving you today? Welcome back to Moving with Meaning, the podcast where actions have meaning, words have meaning, and we open up the conversations to discover what's your next move. I'm your host, Crystal. Wait, I got a message for you. Part of my self-care is to take walks in the park, and this Houston heat is no joke. I've also stepped up my health game and watched my sugar intake as well as I am lactose intolerant. If that doesn't do it, I operate as an author, blogger, podcaster, and life coach daily. Needless to say, I have a few requirements for what goes in my body, and energy is one of them. Fortunately, Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America, is now available in sugar-free. I love the -the on-the-go convenience of the packaging, perfect to integrate with my morning routine or the electrolyte boost right after my daily walks. My favorite flavor is the white peach, robust and satisfying. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. The result of an extensive R&D process to perfect the flavor and efficacy, LIV combines science-backed zero-sugar technology with the brand's commitment to delicious real flavor. No artificial sweeteners and zero sugar with a proprietary amino acid allulose blend for a sweet taste without the calories or raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness with three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free or any other variant of liquidiv.com and use code MWM at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MWM at liquidiv.com. And now, back to the show. You know what? I thought to throw in an episode about some fond memories I had with my family and extended family growing up as kids. We're going to end October on a good note and give back to ourselves and, you know, laugh a little bit. It's good for the health. Yep, and mental health too. I have the perfect word for today's episode. And here we go. The word of the day is, drumroll please. Solidarity. We have all heard of safety in numbers. But even that isn't enough. There must be unity and an agreement on action that serves the common good of the group. In today's episode, I'm going to share a few memories from my past and present of, oh, shall we say, traditions with various family members when it comes to the month of October. My family happens to be movie buffs, and we will indulge in horror films, haunted houses, and scary pranks. But we all had to be together. This wasn't something that we did alone, and if so... Definitely in the daytime, which obviously spoiled the whole effect. We'll begin a little bit with the horror films. Okay, ever since I can remember, I have had this tradition with my brother and my cousins and other extended family members to watch what we call scary movies. (laughs) Not horror films, scary movies, okay? I'm talking Space Clowns, The Blob, The Night of the Living Dead, and I mean the black and white one, old school, original. These I do remember watching alone late at night when I was supposed to be asleep. Better that 
than what Cinemax put on after 10 p.m., if you know what I'm saying. I remember one summer when I visited my family in Baton Rouge. As I said, I have a large family, and I would circulate between each set of cousins. This time, I was at one of my godbrother and sister's house. Their cousin, who was living with them, was so excited to show me this movie. I mean, he popped popcorn and we got in our PJs and he really made this one room at their house into a theater room. He really set the scene. I mean, he really pulled out all the stops. It was so awesome for them to really just go out their way to set this ambiance. Well, what movie was it then? It was Stephen King's It. The one about the clown. This took space clowns to a whole other level. And I was afraid of clowns for quite a bit after this one. Even the remake. The way they made Pennywise look was even creepier. I normally don't scream, but that one, I did. <laughs> so that, that was a really good memory of that I had with them. And a great way to introduce this particular movie to me. Then there were the Psycho movies. Like Halloween, Freddy Krueger, Jason, and Chucky, which I watch with my other set of godbrothers and sister. I am actually smiling about this because we would watch every movie in the franchises. But we laughed through it, not because of the killing and terrorizing, that would be a little too much, but how these victims were just so silly at walking towards the danger and how if we were in that situation, what we would do. If you go back and watch the first Halloween, when Jamie Lee Curtis was hobbling out of the hospital on that broken leg, we were all amen in her. Like, yes, that's how you act right there. That's, that's, that's what you do when you're trying to get away from somebody. <laughs> now there are some movies I do stay away from, like the stuff that can happen in real life, for real. Or it's just too plausible for me. Yeah, I can't watch that. This is like Saw. What is it? Hostile. The Heels Have Eyes. Or the Throwback Centipede. I have never ever seen a Hostile movie. Or the Heels Have Eyes. I only got through maybe 20 minutes-ish of Centipede. But I've seen a couple of Saw movies. At my husband's insistence. He loves it for the suspense and the sadistic puzzle mind games. But I'm just sitting there taking notes of what to watch out for at this point. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what, yeah, okay, let me look for things like that. And at the end of each one, I just would look at him and say, that could really happen. And I always swear I'm not watching another one of those. To which I cave in every once in a while and I end up watching another one of them Saw movies. So, once upon a time, I watched ghost stories. You know, like 13 Ghosts or The House on Haunted Hill. Those are more entertaining than they were scary. But my mom really scared me away from like possession type movies. She still says... Don't invite them spirits into your house, girl. I would just laugh it off, but then my eyes would swivel left and right. Like, I'm considering this as a possibility. 
So just hauntings in general kind of creep me out. I have to be in a particularly brave mood and it would definitely need to be daylight for me to throw on one of those. And even then, sometimes I can't finish it. Like Annabelle, mm-mm, mm-mm. it was in the daytime. I was watching it with, with, with my uh, god sister and I was like, okay, we're done. Like this is enough because you're leaving and I have to be here. <laughs> so anyway, mama, mission accomplished. Now the last horror movie subgenre that I absolutely love, but also believe this could really happen, are zombie movies. I'm serious. I can't get enough of them, but I'm just so terrified. Like, if I was to be a prepper, it would be in preparation for a zombie apocalypse. Okay? And they've really taken zombies to a whole nother level. Like, what happened to the slow ones? Okay? When when World War Z and 28 Days Later or 28 Days and all that came out, I'm like, what happened? What, what, what's going on with these, these things running and stuff? Like, they, ain't they supposed to be kind of dead? Zombie? zombie like slow what's going on and so i'm freaking out on this because i'm like this mm, is a little much okay my mom is absolutely terrified of these movies as much as the possession ones like the walking dead tv series i live for it i live for it and i'm just getting into fear the walking dead or fear of the walking dead whatever way we say it it had a slow start, but now it's growing on me. But seriously, you know, the Pentagon has a disaster plan for a zombie apocalypse. Look it up. When I saw that did you know fact, all I could think of was, I knew it. I knew it. Somebody around here playing around with some bio weaponry or whatever it is. I'll be ready for that one for sure. Okay. Now, you know, my mom told me while we were watching the remake of The Living Dead. Well, okay. So, (laughs) this lady's daughter had gotten bitten. And the daughter ended up turning into a zombie. Like, typical. And the mother was just really distraught and let the daughter bite her up and stuff. So, we were, like, looking at this movie kind of like, this girl crazy, you know? And and my mom, in that moment... (laughs) My mom looked at me and with all seriousness said, Crystal, you know I love you, right? (laughs) Me and my brother burst into laughter. But my mom's face had this stoic seriousness about it. And I squeaked out a yes. She then said, okay, so if you got bit and turned into one of those things, you're not Crystal no more. <laughs> Me and my brother just rolled on the floor at this point because we knew what she was trying to say without saying it. And I don't think she was playing because she never cracked a smile. And we still laugh about this to this day. Ah, I think, though, we all stand in agreement. When it would come to something like that, we know what we would do. So now, haunted houses. This, by far, is the biggest tradition with my extended family and you know with my brother and and, and his we'll kind of do some things uh with him 
so since I'm not near them, uh, the extended family during this time of year, I don't get to join them on their trips, but I hear about them going to these different haunted houses from time to time, or even the, the escape rooms. And since my brother and I have our own families, my kids don't do haunted houses whatsoever. While he and his friends, my brother and his friends, do so, this is just going to have to go down as a favorite pastime that I tell my kids and grandkids. That's just what it's going to be. This is not going to be a tradition that carries on in, into my my kids. <laughs> so, and you know what? And to be honest, the last time I went to a haunted house with my husband, I was so scared that I kept my head planted in his back the whole time. So you know what? I think my kids rubbed off on me a bit. All right. Scary pranks. I don't know about you, but... Okay, I told you we were, I come from a family of jokesters, but we also come from a family of pranksters. So before the scare tactics and scare prank shows came on, we were doing this to each other for a long time. And when we were kids, my brother wouldn't leave me alone. And so one of the ways I would get him to would be to tell him scary stories. And this would scare the hell out of him. I mean, I'm serious. He would, he would like really be scared and I'm kind of making these stories up on the spot <laughs> like I, I, you know I mean I can't even believe that I, I mean I'm serious like as I'm telling the story I'm thinking of okay I'm gonna say this next and he would be in wide-eyed terror and then I would go tell him obviously to go somewhere by himself or to go get me something from down the stairs or something and think about it now this probably had the averse effect because he was really stuck to me. So he never really left me alone. He clinged to me more so because of, he was scared. Ugh. Did not happen. Didn't didn't work out. I, did, I guess I didn't think that one through. I remember my godbrothers and sister coming to visit us in Dallas one summer. And I set up this whole prank to scare the baby godbrother. He was like six at the time, I think. So I got my god sister to dress up like the Scream character, like the, the, the with the mask. Or we didn't have the mask, but we had this old Halloween costume, a Grim Reaper type of cloak with the hood. And we used some face paint to make her face white. Then I had my brother lure the baby god brother into my room. And it was real dark. We had it real dark. And when he opened the door... My god sister jumped out at him and he screamed and slapped her in the face. That was not anticipated. And I had to hurry up and grab my little god brother before his sister got to him. But we still laugh about this to this day. I mean, there are so many stories like that that I could just draw on and I can go on forever. You know, my mom doesn't like scare pranks. She just, when we showed her the scare tactics story, she was like, don't do that to me. Don't put me on the show. Don't do no pranks. I don't play like that. <laughs> so, you know what? I think we've definitely grown up and our kids certainly don't have the same creative spirit with all this technology. And mine, for sure, avoid anything scary except Medea's booze movie. Uh, they aren't ones to really indulge in Halloween 
but definitely enjoy the fall season at the pumpkin patch. I suppose each generation moves in its own way, and their bonds, while different, are very much the same. Enjoying the company of each other. For example, my daughter and I watch Halloween baking championships together and gush over all the artistic desserts those talented bakers create. My oldest, by far, is the scariest of the three. But he's made his way by watching Stranger Things. And that's the extent of scary for him. My youngest engages in anything fun, so no haunted houses, but Zubu is right up his alley. Every now and then, I'll catch them all sitting in front of the TV watching a festive cartoon or TV show while they laugh at some of the most unfunny scripts, but that's not important. What is, though, is that they can come together and create their own traditions for years to come and stories to tell their children and friends someday. I suppose when I think about it, at our family's very core is a quirky, unconventional kind of comical unity between us. Sure, I'm not a fan of possession and gory movies, but surrounded by my family, we'll find a way to laugh through it and make the fear much less intense. It's one of my extended family's strengths, being able to come together despite any ongoing drama. And let me tell you, there's been some that I never thought would divide us so far that I didn't think there was no return. And in some ways, we still haven't recovered. Yet we have a deep love and connection that helps us weed through the bitterness of betrayal, unfair commentary, or intentional put-downs. There are other phrases I can put together, but what's important is why we have these memories of a time when all of that noise didn't exist. The strength of those times is what I think keeps us trying to work things out. I mean, I've severed ties with friends for much, much less. Mind the title that you have in someone's life. Sister, brother, cousin, godbrother, mother, father, and so on. That affords you more leniency than any other relation. Careful not to abuse that. I think that's the perfect golden nugget this time. Sometimes a good thing can stand on its own and doesn't need the extra sauce. So that's the episode today. What are some of your fall traditions or more specifically Halloween activities? Even if it is one moment in time. I'd love to hear your fond memories during this season of gathering. I love it all and so will someone else. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show Moving With Me in the podcast and tap that alert bell so you know when these episodes drop. We're on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube Music. Please share, like, repost, and follow. Tag someone. We are creating a community. Quick housekeeping before you go. Follow me on Instagram at movingwithmeaning82 and my Facebook page, Moving With Meaning. Also connect with me on LinkedIn. I have my YouTube channel up with tons of creative work. And watch for me on TikTok at Crystal V. Clark. Links are in the episode. Alrighty. 
I'm Crystal on Moving with Meeting the Podcast, reminding you to take it one step at a time. All moves have meaning. Check y'all later.